between us and with the recent addition of Patrick Gray and Celia Daly, you know, Poseidon has a really exciting team. We have so much experience across venture, and they have so much experience for what they did at Canopy Boulder for years and years. So it's really fun to be working in that earlier stage venture again, but with that, bringing some fresh energy to the team and bringing some additional experiences. It's been a lot of fun working with them, but that's where venture needs to be in our industry is you got to take it seriously. If you want institutional capital from fund managers, be prepared. From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on the MJ Bulls podcast, we are continuing this year's Cannabis Investor Series with another former guest and Western New York native, Morgan Paxia from Poseidon Asset Management. Morgan, welcome back to the show. Thank you. And go Bills. <laughs> go Bills. I was just home this weekend. I was home a couple weeks ago for the first time in years. So it was great to see Buffalo. It's it's on the rise. It Talking is. proud. Talking proud. <laughs> I'll have my 716. So do I. <laughs> Well, this is like your third year doing this with us. And last year, we were definitely in a different place than when we spoke. <laughs> to kick things off, I want to give everyone an overview, or I'm hoping you can give everybody an overview, is how things have changed over the last 12 months for cannabis investors. It's, it's funny. This industry moves so fast, but in, in so many aspects, it also feels like Groundhog's Day, where it's just we keep going through these same cycles over and over again. And when I'm talking about those cycles, I'm really talking about the public markets, the multiple expansion, then the multiple contraction. And here we are again at, at a low point, hopefully a low point, certainly feels like we're at a low point. And, and it won't be too long again before we'll be talking about very nice high valuations again. But the one thing that does change or continues is the growth you look at the the scale of the industry, the depth of the industry, the health of a lot of companies substantially different than we've seen really, especially for the largest companies. Their costs yeah. of capital are reaching points that we've never seen before and their balance sheets are in the best shape they've been in and they're stabilizing their margins and making a lot of progress. And you say all that, and then at the same time, we're also still having really interesting dynamics happening like here in California, California is about to enter a period similar to what Oregon and Washington went through uh, years ago, where we're having massive price compression, a flood of oversupply, still limited access with municipalities not opening enough retail. And so you're seeing a huge price compression. And uh, we think there's going to be a lot of companies sadly wiping out here in California. Mm -hmm. And it couldn't feel more of a stark contrast to companies like GTI and Cureleaf and the largest companies that are just powering ahead with very strong annualized growth and margins. And so that's an amazing part of this industry is that we're still early and things are still highly dynamic and we just always got to keep an eye on the on the horizon and, and keep going forward. Yeah, for sure. How are your companies doing? It's it's very interesting with how we construct our portfolios where we have a lot of different exposures. So certainly the mantra of east of the Mississippi, things are are cranking. And then certainly out West here, it's, a, it's going to be a true test of operational execution and teams. And so we're you know actively engaged with our companies out here. And then you see a lot of interesting things happening on tech. I think tech for the first time in our time in this industry is getting pretty good interest in valuations. You saw this year, Dutchie, that massive transaction with LeafLogics and GreenBits. You saw Jane recently announce a $100 million round. 
at a very high valuation. And so there is interest. And now you have Weed Maps as public. Leafly may be going, depending if it goes through the SPAC or not. So really interesting dynamics on the tech side, which is great. Exciting tech companies that we've you know worked with for a long, long time, like uh, Headset and FlowHub and Confident Cannabis and, and Work. And so I'm very optimistic about that. And it's also interesting about this industry, to your earlier point about how it's talking year over year, the depth and the complexity of our industry is just amazing how big it's become, such the point where there is a, a, a need, a demand for new startups to come in and help fill areas of the industry that didn't exist before because it's just getting so complex. And so we're really excited about what we're seeing on the earlier stage side of companies. And we've been deploying capital in that area as well, because we see needs, we see it in our portfolio companies. They can only tackle so much. They have big areas that they're addressing, but they have more that they can't touch. And so that just creates opportunity. Yeah. Especially like you said, for all these new companies that are, that are joining the industry now, there's so much opportunity for an early stage company that's considering getting financing maybe like 2022, they're thinking about it. What should they be doing now? Yeah. So I say all this and then in the backdrop is one of the more challenging capital environments we've seen again, where capital is substantially dried up. That started earlier this year when you had, it was really the, the Archegos or Archegos blow up that caused prime brokers to pull back to retreat. And so they started shuttering access to institutional accounts because we actually had institutional money dipping its toe in the space and they've yeah. been forced back out. And now you've seen the converse of that where it's just been all short pressure for months, but that has a trickle down effect. So first in the publics, when capital starts to get tighter or only accessible to the few that has trickle down effects all the way into private markets. And then it goes to late stage private markets, growth stage private markets, and then early stage private markets. And there's just less and less capital as you go through the life cycles so if I were uh, a young company today, maybe looking at that in first round of venture finance, something we're always professing is having your ducks in a row. Do you have a data room established? Do you have everything in place? Do you have marketing materials? Are you pretty clear about what you're going to do with the capital? How long that capital is going to last you? What is your defensible position? Who are you? Who is your team? Very fundamental venture. And that's everything that we're looking for. Between us and with the recent addition of Patrick, Ray, and Celia Daly, you know, Poseidon has a really exciting team. We have so much experience across venture. and They have so much experience for what they did at Canopy Boulder for years and years. So it's really fun to be working in that earlier stage venture again with them, bringing some fresh energy to the team and bringing some additional experiences. It's been a lot of fun working with them. But that's where venture needs to be in our industry is you got to take it seriously. If you want institutional capital from fund managers, be prepared. And I, I see you launched a third fund and you already have made some investments. I, th I think I saw three, maybe four investments already. Are those that stage? Is that the type of companies that you're looking for? Yeah. So I can't speak too specific about what we're doing with that strategy. However, yes, we have been putting out some announcements about what we have been investing in this. We've been deploying capital as we've done for years and years. And certainly those, if you look up that recent press around what Poseidon has done with companies out of the dispense and a longtime colleague of ours in Colorado, it's 
the name is obscured a bit, so it doesn't really mention, but it's in the press release. But yeah, yeah so sure. it's really pre-Series A is what we consider it. We just think that is a very interesting part of where our industry is right now to be deploying capital. And this comes off of what we had done in Fund 2, which was all growth stage companies and what we were seeing in that landscape at the tail end of deploying that fund. And it's very reminiscent to when we first started with Fund 1, when all there was uh, were earlier stage companies. So yeah. it's flexing that muscle again that we, we had early on, but it looks so different this time around. So, so different. We have uh, just a treasure trove of data at this point versus when we started in, in 14 and 15, really deploying capital. Yeah. Well, you're getting back to your roots, I guess, <laughs> but you are taking a different approach or doing something different. I, I saw that you filed for an ETF. Can you tell us anything about that? Yeah. So we're in our quiet period. So not too, too much that we can talk about. But, you know, Poseidon is, as a institutional firm in the industry, we are constantly evaluating where there are opportunities uh, for investors that want to work with Poseidon. Well, actually, this was an idea I had and I had penciled out as a goal of mine back in 2017. And it was too early at that time. And so coming back around as we were continuing to build Poseidon, the conversation came back up again. And we have a, a partner that's going to really be spearheading that whole endeavor and, you know, partnering up with a great firm, Advisor Shares. If anybody knows, they have the the ETF MSOS, also YOLO and Vice. So they've been very active in cannabis for years. And so we're going to join as a sub-advisor with them with this new product. So if anyone wants to check it out, go to advisorshares.com. You can see the preliminary prospectus. You can put your information in and, and they'll send it to you and then you'll be up to date as that comes to fruition. So very, very exciting. Now Poseidon, from our perspective, is pretty much becoming a full suite asset management firm from having an ETF product all the way through to our private funds and still so much more to go. It's very, very early in cannabis. I can't believe we've been doing this for eight years and I know the camera doesn't really show up, but a lot of gray hairs later. <laughs> well, I that that's really exciting. I guess before we wrap, what are some of the advantages, just maybe blow your own horn here, from working with Poseidon? We have always taken an institutional mindset from day one of building Poseidon. When Emily and I sat down and penciled this all out back in 2013, we, we had that eye on the horizon again about what we would be building and what would be the best for investors of all sorts. We didn't know when institutional capital would come, but we figured at some point and we wanted to build a firm around that. So we recently be filed a Poseidon to become an SEC registered firm, which is just another step forward in, in institutionalizing who we are. We have a dedicated chief compliance officer. So from an investor perspective, I feel like we are taking all of the steps that we should be taking as fiduciaries. Um, we take that responsibility extremely seriously People say I don't joke enough around some things and because I don't when it comes to money and people's money. I, we have a lot of respect for that. We work incredibly hard for our investors and our investments. We are constantly on the phones. Emily's right now in a board meeting in the other room. The team is constantly on the phones with companies traveling. Celia's heading off to Boston this week for an event. Patrick and I are heading to Boston later in the month for an event. We're all going to be at MJ Unpacked doing a whole thing with a bunch of portfolio companies. So we really try to put a lot of effort with the dollars that are, are provided to us, putting it to good use, as best use as we think we are able to do in this industry. There's a lot of firms out there at this point. When we started Poseidon, there were no other <laughs> funds. And now I can't even tell you how many funds are out there. But there's a lot of infrastructure we have built over the years, a lot of knowledge. And I'm very proud of what we've done. 
And so I do think that is an advantage of working with Poseidon because we, we do care. Well, I think that's comes through in all the investments that you make and just the, just working with you. I It comes through. And if anybody wants more information, we'll have Morgan and Poseidon's in, in, the, in the show notes. So if you're a cannabis company looking for growth fund or you're an investor that wants to talk about working with Poseidon to manage your cannabis investments, just click the links or go to podconnects.com. Morgan, it's great to have you back on the show. Thanks for doing this. Go Bills. Go Bills. Let's do it for a fourth year in a row next year. (laughs) Except unlike the Bills, when we go to four years in a row, we're not going to come back with empty handed, right? That's right. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon and I'm Saba and we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while we break it all down.